Hi, this is the UX Growth Podcast, the podcast that helps people learn and grow in the UX design industry. I'm your host, Nick Mann. I'm here with another guest of season one, and her name is Hepzibah, of a, a UX designer from Nigeria. And thank you so much for being here. Yes, Nick, thank you for having me. Yes. So let's begin by telling us a bit about your background and how did you get into UX design? Oh, oh wow. That's, that's a very long story, but I'm going to try and make it short. Um, you, you asked about my background, right? So the thing is, mm-hmm. um, I started designing in 2020. That was during the COVID lockdown. And um, before then, I wasn't designing at all. Like, I didn't even know what, like, it's not like I didn't know what designing was. I knew what designing was, but I didn't know I was going to eventually go into it. I was working as a travel agent in in aviation industry, but we all know that time in Nigeria, the COVID affected the industry. So most of mm-hmm. us had to leave. We didn't do anything. And even till now, the last place I worked as a travel agent, they've not opened up back, even though everybody has gone back to Bush. And that particular um, place hasn't opened up back and all that. So um, in 2020, I had an advert on the radio station talking about training people for design and all that. So I went to the place, I made inquiries, and I said, okay, let me just learn. So I learned and I started with graphic designing. So. Mm-hmm. I, I that time they were teaching us how to use Corel Draw, Photoshop, and then Illustrator. So that was how I started designing and all that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that sounds uh, a very similar background to how I started. I graduated from a graphic design as well, and then I eventually moved to UX design. Wow, nice. I know. Uh, yeah, so I know with the place of uh, Nigeria, I I always I'm very fascinated of that place because I I know really not a whole lot about it to be honest. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to this to help our listeners to be able to understand what exactly is the designer uh, like position with Nigeria as as compared to other places that you may know of. Sorry, can you say again? Oh yes. So being in Nigeria, what are some of the, the differences that you have found of being a UX designer in that area compared to anywhere else? Um, I can't really say, but I think one thing I've noticed is that um, here in Nigeria, um, to get any any role in design or tech or anything, you don't really have to have a, um, a degree or university degree in that in that area you can just go for a short course like three months i don't know if it's that way in other places but that's how it is in nigeria you can just go for like in my case this the course i went for it was just for like three or four months in graphic design later i went to another place again to learn for three months before i started going into ux design ui design ux design and all that so you could just go for like three months in fact nowadays Three months is even too much. We see people going for like six weeks boot camp and know that they will teach them, they will learn or they need to learn about UI design, UX design, mm-hmm. graphic design, and all of that. Yes. Wow, okay. 
Yeah, I'm always so fascinated by how other designers are doing for their process. So as you're as you're working on a project, what would you say is your typical work week look like as a UX designer? Wow. Huh. Well, working on a project, um, you know now, you know all, um, you know all the um, regular normal design process is. Oh, yes. normal designer so yes so at first you get to like know what the project is about try and understand it and do all of that the research and all that and all that so and the thing is that it varies it varies in depending on the project you're working on mm-hmm. so and at first it's always kind of hectic and um, busy and all that but yeah, as you is. go into it it becomes more easier and so and definitely if you are if you are working in teams it would be easy it would be a lot easier than if you are the one working alone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah what what is uh, the part of the ux design process that you are most excited about um i'm excited about the research i don't know i just i just like to understand, to define the problem and all of that, like the research, the interview, whichever um, research method would um, like to use, I like getting into the research. I'm always oh, fascinated okay. and excited about it. Then I'm also excited about the um, the testing, the usability testing, user testing, and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about those two processes. Yeah, I know. Re- research can be really fun. Uh, now, I personally am not the biggest fan of it because there's not a whole lot of creativity involved. <laughs> or it's creativity well, and, and, fi- yeah, and finding the solution to the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. really nice trying to like understand what the problem is and finding the solution to it. You know, it always feels like I know it's like its own little puzzle box. And... <laughs> Yeah, can you, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, where are some of the tools and procedures you do to be able to uh, find what the problem is? Um, procedure. Like I said before, um, interview. If it's a new product, if it's a new product, like it's not an existing an existing one, we we'll try mm-hmm. to like interview different people the stakeholders, potential users. Then we try to like um, also do research background into the competitors because definitely no one is, no product is new like that. There's, there's one product that is similar that is existing before your own product. So definitely you try and do your background checks on the competitors, the likely competitors and all that. You try to like, know what they do and how you can do your own to make it better and better than their own and all that so yes the interviewing the stakeholders is first because you really need to know why they want to do that project like you need to know some people they might just do the the reason they want to have that product might not be realistic at first but when you interview them and you try to like tell them and even make them understand the project might go in another route, you know? Mm-hmm, yes. Especially when you find out more information about it exactly. and then you actually see, 
you know, you see, you know, you see how people like use a product too. Exactly. I know that's why we can't go by assumptions. Yeah, that's why you see why I like research and trying to understand and define. <laughs> yeah, I know because there's you're always learning about it too. I think that's always really yes. something special. That there, yeah, yeah, there is never one process the exact same way. So yes, like, exactly. you never get bored. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, when you started out as a UX designer, what helped you the most to be able to become where you are today? What helped me? Oh, I think letting down my ego is the first thing mm. I had to learn because. Um, Initially, I was just focused on the UI design. You just design the user interface, nothing more. And um, what one thing I noticed is that when you are doing, when you are in this, when you are in design and all that, you you get feedback from people regularly, and you don't really have to take their their feedbacks personally. But if you are someone that you have ego, that you are too egoistic, you might take the their feedbacks, you might take it personally and you might be annoyed by what they say and all that. So I think learning to let down my ego helped me and um, learning learning regularly because learning never ends actually. You keep learning daily and um, being empathetic. Empathy is the first thing to being a UX designer. So yes, I had to learn all those things. So all those things helped me. It's still helping me because definitely I'm still learning and learning continues, like I said. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the ego problem is definitely something that yes. I've seen a lot in the UX industry. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know you probably have encountered it a lot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be successful in this line, you have to let down your ego no matter what. You just have to let it down. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I feel like I actually did have a bit of an ego when I first started learning graphic design. Now it's just because that it was just so fascinating for me, but I wasn't around people who were as fascinated as I was. I think that's what, where a lot of the problem was for me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested to know that. How were you able to be able to control your ego? Um, by by learning to to take feedbacks with um, a, how will I put it now? With the right mindset that mm. this feedback I'm getting is not is not because of me. Is because of the user to make the product usable to and to make it in line with the business goals and all that. Because if I'm saying, okay, my ego, it, I've done a good job, nobody to correct me and all that, the product won't be successful. So I have to like learn, and it comes with humility too. You have to be humble to take um, feedbacks and corrections like me and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of yeah. sense because this, you know, this is a, a job for the users you know we are there for them 
Everything we yes. do is in their benefit. Exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As well as, you know, we are working as a team of other people as well to make sure that the problems are solved. So this isn't always about like, you know, what we want, even for the users, but as well as, you know, who we work with. Yes. Yeah, I know. Like, exactly. there definitely is a, I know it definitely needs to be a lot more humbleness in how we are able to present ourselves and our work and who mm -hmm. we are doing this for. Once we were always reminded yeah. about that, then we are realizing that, say, we can be really great people to work with. And at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Yes, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, also, have, have exist, uh, uh, what would you say is for people who want to get into UX design? What would you say that will help them out? Wow. <laughs> this question, I hear it a lot. People ask me a lot on a daily basis, and I'll be like, hmm. the first thing I'll tell people that want to get into UX design is, especially people in Nigeria, like in Nigeria, we have this mindset that I want to go into tech and I want to go into UI or UX or product design. And the first thing that comes to their head is money, because I know there's money in there. So let me just go into it and go and make money. But I want to tell people that money should, is not the first thing in going in being in being a US designer. You have to learn, and by the time you are learning, you are putting money first. You are investing, and all that. Like you have to invest in yourself. You have to you have to pay for courses, pay for different things, pay for resources, pay for tools. You have to pay. So if it's that you you don't have money and you want to go into it, it might be frustrating at at first. You know, it might, it might be for you might someone might be frustrated and depressed because there was a day I, I posted I um, I made a tweet about if you have a friend that is doing UI or UX, check on them. They might be depressed and you don't know. That I've noticed that trend in people, especially young people, because in, the first thing in their mind is I want to make money, so let me be a UX designer and I'll start making money. But nobody told them that tech mm -hmm. or ux design is not a work in the park you have to put a lot before you can be good and start making the money and all that so yes that's what i would say that's the first thing everybody should come into this ux design or any position in tech at all with the right mindset that yes yes there is money but money is not the first thing you will get you have yeah. to put in a lot of work. You have to put in a lot of work before you now start getting that money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Like when I started as a graphic designer, there's really not a ton of money involved with that because it was this, you really had to, it was about the job in itself, really. People didn't, you don't go into really graphic design for the money as much as now people do for the UX design. So like there's a yes, lot of like the, the, the basic learnings of it. Like, mm -hmm. I've gone through the, like the process and then when we transfer over to UX design now it's just like now it feels like a bigger piece of the puzzle and now we're like it feels like we are learning so much more and then getting compensated for it as a reciprocant for that where people you know as you're saying people see it as a, as a means to an outcome and not through the process and it's just like, yeah, it's, it really is this, that mindset that you're talking about, that the shift of we need to be excelling at the kind of the work and the problems we're solving and any of the kind of money we get from it 
will be a result of that, not because exactly. we're entitled to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Also, what would you say has been the biggest lesson you have learned so far in your career? Hmm. The biggest lesson. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what to say because I've learned a lot of lessons. A, a whole lot. I will say is the first one that comes to your mind is usually the biggest. <laughs> yes, really. Um, the biggest lesson that I've learned is putting others first. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure us it. UX designers would be a lot better and a lot more enjoyable if people follow that rule. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Has there been a story where you did not put others first? Yes, a lot of that. <laughs> like, uh, so I'm sorry to hear no, that, but I'm happy that you got better because of it. <laughs> no, because I'll be like, I, I've been putting others first. What about me? Let me just, let me do this first, then I'll come back to you later. Let me do okay. this first. Enough. But it's just a few times, though. It's not like it's every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally get that. I'm sure you too, you do bad times like that. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so, I know, and also when you're working on UX design pro uh, problem, what do you think is the most challenging part of, of it all? The most challenging part of what? The, the UX design process. Hmm. Personally. Mm -hmm. is trying to like trying to put the best solution out like how will I say it how will I, how will I say it? okay trying to like bring the best solution because there can't be one solution you know when you're trying to for a product when you're trying to like build a product there will be different solutions, different solutions. So bringing those solutions together in one place can be mm -hmm. very challenging. And trying to make something perfect um, from the first, from the first time working on it too can be challenging. But I tell people that something it can be perfect at first. There will be iterations. There will be going back and forth, going back and forth, bringing new updates and all that too. All those can be challenging. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that is because there, there's never one size fits all process. Yes, and then there's no one size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You keep going back to each stage at at the point in time. Yeah, and also can be uh, challenging. Uh, like if you mess up and ask a part of it, and then you can that can derail a lot of other parts because of something that you mistaken and like that's how you yeah. know like how can you come to a good conclusion when you start off on something that was off base you know yes exactly mm -hmm. 
So yeah, when you also are learning about UX design, what would you say has been the greatest tools in your process that you like you recommend? Um, in UX design. Yes, it could also be in general too. Okay, we definitely use a lot of tools, but the first tool I'll mention is Figma because mm -hmm. I started with learning Figma and yeah, I started learning with Figma with doing all the um and their whiteboard um the Fig Jam and all that the rest the brainstorming and all that so Figma I use Figma mostly but there are other tools that people can use mm -hmm. too yes. Yeah, I know. I, I love Figma. It's always like the, it's the greatest tool that we always use for a lot of our projects. Yeah. It really just captures so much. What did you say? Yeah, yeah it, it really just, ca I said it, it just captures so much of what we need as designers. Yes, 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 yes. And the collaborative um, part of it and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also what, what I love about your Twitter is that you'd certainly have a lot of hot takes that you'd love to share. So I really love to hear where are your, uh, some <laughs> of your hot takes in the UX design industry. My hot takes, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, one, especially on Twitter, yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that every day, the, what would I call it, is it battle arguments? everybody keeps saying that um product design is different from us design is this is that <laughs> that is one of those things that'll be like yes a product design now might be different from a ux designer but really when you are really looking about looking at it it's they're not much different actually because the UX designer is working on the product to make the product better. So yes, to me, I feel they are, they are the same thing. It's just it's just people bringing different words to qualify different to qualify the same thing. So to me, I feel a product designer is also a UX designer. A UI designer might be different from a product designer because the UI designer is just bothered with the interface and all that but the ux designer is working on the products whether an existing product or a new product to make it better to to give the best product and all that to find solution to make it a user-centered product so yes a ux designer is a, is a product designer that is my take <laughs> some people yeah. might come for me because of this but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what that's what I love about you because I love you're able to speak your mind. I think we need we need more people like that because that is how we are able to learn and grow from other people and be able to yeah. this. Uh, you know, if we all said, you know, like you know, sure, like what's not what's not always be rude to people, of course, you know, but let's also be able to share our opinions on on some things that like are that need to be said. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be proud of that. That's that's who you are. That's how you found your success. And, you know, you just keep going with that. 
<laughs> yeah, so as we're drawing close to this episode, where can we check out your Twitter and anything that you are doing that you would love for more people to check out? Um, okay, um, my handle on Twitter is at the lady Lulu. At the lady Lulu, the um, T H E L A D Y L O L U. So and then I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn too. On LinkedIn is FCBA Oyetunde. Yes, FCBA Oyetunde. Yes. And from from my Twitter and my LinkedIn, they can actually see links to my work and all of that. So, yeah. Yes, and uh, for people listening, uh, her Twitter and LinkedIn uh, links will be found in the show notes. So you can easily check out all the wonderful stuff that Hepsiba is doing. It's it's incredible. I really enjoy it. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Please do support our guests. Until then, you just listen to the UX Grow podcast. I'm your host, Nick Mann. Thank you for listening. <laughs>